This is why our message at Better Wealth of unlocking intentional living, the math allows us to get granular and assess our behavior. When we spend a dollar, do we really get the impact that it has 30, 40, 50 years from now? You, we met and you were saying at 19 years old, when you spend a dollar, you don't just lose that dollar. You lose what that dollar can do for you for the rest of your life. Lost opportunity cost is the most expensive thing that anybody on the planet deals with. What could I do had I not spent that thing? This is Better Wealth with Caleb Williams. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of From the Front Lines with Jeremy Roothouse. It's been a while, man. It is good to see you back. I know that you've been really busy. And on today's episode, we're going to be covering how you can be a professional family doing well, saving money, have very little debt, and still not be anywhere close to where you need uh, for some people call it retirement. Jeremy, I would just say and just out of balance financially, as our good friend Dave Anderson always says. And so let's let's dive into this. I know we we have a, a saying around here that everything can be modeled. We also have a firm belief that everything can be better. Uh, and so when people come work with us, we put their financial life on a model and we start from there. So let me hand it over to you, man. Awesome. Thanks, Caleb. Uh, it's good to be back on the podcast. It's been a little while. And from the front lines, normally we've done like a Mr. and Mrs. Smith, but for this one, I thought we'd spice it up and actually use you and your new bride, April and Caleb. So guys, what we're going to do today is we're going to walk through how doing everything quote right doesn't necessarily add up when we peel back some of the layers and we look at the numbers and the factors behind what's really going on in our economy and in what is consumed and what is saved. You'll find that money only does two things. And because of that, we can break this down very, very simply. And so what I'd like to do is go through uh, the lifetime income process is the model that we use to move people through this process of understanding where do I want to be? right? Where am I at now? And how do I bridge the gap if there is a gap between what I want and where I'm at right now? And a lot of this has to do with accountability and it has to do with stewardship. If we don't really know what's going on in our financial model, how can we truly be accountable for what's going on? And lots of people have been quoted as saying, it's not what you know that'll get you, but it's what you don't know. And so that's the point of this today. Caleb is peeling back some of those layers and looking into what do we not know and what are we not factoring for? So without further ado, I'm going to go ahead and share my screen here and we're going to dive in. So what you can see here is that we've got April and Caleb Williams. They are really a newly married couple, but in our uh, illustration here, they are not. I'm, they also I'm, aging, have... I'm aging rapidly. I see that. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you stay in this business, traditionally, uh, you would age quite rapidly. But yeah. however, we are breaking that paradigm here at Better Wealth. Um, but you do have four sons already, uh, Caleb, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Um, I thought you would really enjoy that. And uh, you'll see here that you are the part of a pharmacist today. And well, guys, this is, an, this is an illustration. This is based off of a family that we currently do work with. Um, and so a lot of the things that you're going to see here, they are made up uh, in name, but they're not made up in scenario. The scenario is actually very real. And this is happening all across our country and the world, I would say, because again, whether you're in Bangkok or Boston, money only does two things, which is pretty cool because this is now a universal way to start looking at money and finance and how do we factor for the various uh, functions in there. So this is how we start to catalog 
our timeline. So we gather the dates of birth so that we can start where we are today and project all the way out through age 100. Now, if you live beyond that, that's great. We can continue on uh, if need be, but we're just gonna use age 100 for our purposes today. So guys, what you'll see here across the top is a, a number of tabs. We're gonna first start with income. And because money only does two things, it has to come from somewhere. Well, what's nice is, is that we can catalog all the different streams of income, both now and in the future. And what you'll see here is that Caleb has a salary from being a pharmacist. He actually works for the federal government. And again, I'm pulling this from real instances of people that we're dealing with. So while the salary might not be as high as maybe a private company, it's a good salary and he's got a consistent COLA. You see that's a yeah. cost of living allowance that is going to go up over the course of time. And really his goal is to retire at 59 or in the 60th year of his life. In doing so, he'll be able to collect a pension. And again, this is just a calculation. We don't know what that's going to be, but because he's working from the federal government, he has this option to have a lifetime income. And so he's really excited about that and is going to continue on. Well, this allows us to bring income in today. So in the start column, guys, if you look here, this is any income coming in today. So we've got two incomes. We've got April's half-time salary as a nurse practitioner, and then we've got Caleb's full-time salary uh, as being a pharmacist. And Caleb, go ahead and, and jump in here if you have any questions or there's something that you'd like me to, to clarify along the way, because I want to make sure that we're telling the story with math pretty clear. Yeah, so what you're modeling right now and putting the data in is I'm making 110000 I'm going to make a 2% increase each year, which is very generous if you look at it, the actual the data. Mm -hmm. And then we're assuming that I'm going to get a pension of 55000 That also increases at 2% when I hit 62. Uh, we're yeah. also um, showing Social Security. We're just putting something in there. Obviously, when people come work with us, we can get more accurate data. Um, right. April, in this scenario, is making 57000 part-time, and she's making a cost of living at 3%. And then we're also um, showing her future Social Security. And so the way that this model works is we're accounting for current and future income. And then obviously, if I had other rental real estate or other things that were coming in as income, it, we would also put that here. But in this scenario, I don't have any. Right. In this scenario, we don't have any other line items of income, but we can put an infinite amount in here if we would like. So what this means, and you can see up here, you guys have a total gross income of $167,000. That's a very nice income for a family, um, even a family of six. Okay. And what we're going to do now is we're going to look at liabilities, investments, real estate, insurance, and then we're going to jump right into the lifetime income process model. This is the two-line graph where we look at the cash flow ratio. So no questions here. This is what's coming in. Very nice income. And what's great about this is that there's pension income and we're putting social security on here because it's a thing. Yep. And um, if it runs out, I mean, we really need to know what we would have to account for if that is in fact gone. Mm -hmm. So with regards to liabilities, I'm going to bring up the notes tab here. This family, and again, we're modeling a, a real scenario, has paid off over $200,000 wow. in debt over about a 13, 14 year period since joining the workforce after education and all of that sort of stuff. So they followed the traditional model of get a great education and get great jobs. And now they have great incomes. In order to do that, though, they had to use debt as a tool, as a leverage point with which to get the education, to get those really, you know, good paying jobs. And the reason that uh, 
we have a 3% cost of living, by the way, with April is because we don't know if she's going to go back to work full time once Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John are no longer at home and wanting Got it. that attention. So that's why that's on there. Trying to be very honest with the numbers. And we just have a car loan. And this is not a, an outside uh, of average car loan. It's just a family van to get for, get people from point A to point B. 3% interest rate, you know, no harm, no foul. Investments. This is where we look at what has been saved and what is being saved. You can see here that they have, at this point in time, saved up $184,000. That's that current value number up here. And we get this from all the different places that they are saving. You'll see here that they've got six months. They spend net somewhere around $6,000 a month, somewhere in there, right? So they've got an emergency fund. They've followed that step. Mm -hmm. They also have a thrift savings plan. And I have it listed here as a 401k. It's a very similar type of plan. And then they have a Better Wealth Capital 401k with April, as well as some Roths. Now, this family expressed to me that they're not super thrilled about where they think taxes are going. They believe that right. they're going up. So recently, they started reallocating some of what they wanted to save now that they've paid off their student loans into Roths, oh. because they want that tax-free uh, account later on. And you can see here that they're saving about $30,000 a year. Any questions, comments? No, I mean, how we calculate this. Listen, a lot of people watching this or listening to this right now are, are like, hey, you're making 184000 That's pretty good. You're saving or slash investing 30000 That's pretty good. If you look at, if you just look at the average consumer driven mindset that a lot of people have, that's, that needs to be uh, commended and great. I mean, this so far, this family is looking good. Absolutely. And realize too, that they have saved $184,000. Not, not that that's what they're making. Oh, yeah. So yep. they've paid off 200 grand in debt. They only have a car loan, no credit card debt. They have saved or, or have put together somewhere in a, in a warehouse, $184,000. And yep. on an annual basis, they're saving 30. That's incredible. What, what's their income again? 167. Okay. So they're saving what percentage of their, are they saving? Um, we hop over to the model and it calculates wow. at almost 18% of their income yeah. being saved. How many people that you meet are in that over 15% being saved? Uh, for the type of folks that, that are attracted to our message here at Better Wealth, it is most of them. Okay. Okay. That's awesome. And, and you'll see uh, what happens here in the okay. future. So real estate, they have a house, right? Again, nothing crazy. This is their first home and it, you know, it is what it is. There's not a lot of efficiency that we can pull out of this. They're, you know, principal and interest payment and, you know, nothing extravagant. Okay. But they so, own a home. Okay. They're an efficiency that we can pull out of mortgage because uh, with where interest rates are right now, as of, you know, mid summer, well, late summer, 2021, uh, we're in a very low interest rate environment. So is there a way for us to pull some efficiencies out of this particular instance? And, in this, there may be, um, but there's not a ton. Okay. Got it. With regards to insurance, uh, typically what we'll, we'll do is we'll look at disability income insurance because this is income protection. If something happens and I can't go to work, what comes in, right? And for two W-2 employees, this is a big, 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 big deal. Um, you'll also see life insurance. Um, yep. And I'm, I'm just, we're just making a joke here. They've got term with shifting sands of Texas. But they took a step to protect their family at a young age. Whenever Matthew was born, they got 30-year term life insurance. Uh, they don't pay a ton for it, and they each got a million dollars. So cool. 
very commendable. Again, we're using this because this is a great example of taking all the right steps and seeing based off of the math, is that going to land the plane for what you're doing? That's right. We have some life events in here. They would like to be able to help Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John out with education of some sort. They're not necessarily set on it being college because they realize that kids have a lot of opportunities and that traditional education is not necessarily working out for them like they had wanted because of debt, but they would like to be able to uh, do something for their children for for a four-year period to empower them and help them on into adulthood. So so what we're doing is $20,000 today's dollars you're then adjusting for cost of living depending yeah. on when they theoretically could go to school and then you're we're assuming that they go four years and so it's going to be um without seeing their model that's going to be quite significant and we'll be able to show that yeah so we're accounting for eighty thousand dollars per child inflated at three percent based off of when they would get it and yeah. over the period of those years okay so it's a real honest calculation if college or if education, whatever that looks like, is inflated at 3%. Got it. All right. So in order to simplify all of this information and look at is what we're doing now based off of our spending and our saving going to get us what it is that we want based off of our spending and saving, this is how we calculate it. They would like to be done working their jobs by 60, which I think is reasonable. That's a 23-year planning period. So 23 years from now, this is what they would like to be able to accomplish. Currently, they're in a 22% federal tax bracket. They're making $167,000 gross money, and they're consuming $137,000. The difference here is coming from what they're saving. Because remember, money only does two things. If I make 167 and I save 30, then the logical explanation is that everything else is going to some consumption item. Food, water, clothing, shelter, taxes, trips to the spa, you name it. The other thing that we're factoring for and why this green line goes up, Caleb, is that do you believe that in our economy, there is an inflationary factor going on? Right. Yep. Most people are going to say yes. Historically, we look at it at about 3.35%. And again, there's all sorts of debate on this. But if we would say that there should be some inflation, then that means that what I'm consuming today, 137, is going to be very different when I retire at 60 years old. So you can see here, Caleb, and this is astounding to a lot of people, my $137,000 desired income, meaning what I'm consuming today, at 60, at retirement, it will take $270,000 to buy the same amount of stuff that I'm buying with 137 today. Yep. Yep. So if we believe that we should factor for that, then this green line is a desired income line or what you want, very simply right. put. Well, it's, it's, taking, it's taking your current lifestyle today and saying, let's, let's factor that you don't reduce that. Yeah. Majority of people do. It's not necessarily like... They, they don't necessarily want to do it, but a lot of people do do have to reduce their standard of living because they have to. So right. I guess the first first and foremost is this is the baseline, and then we can pivot from, from there depending on if they can make it happen or not. That's right. That's right. Um, and, and again, this is math, and we're, we're highlighting human behavior, yep. and yep. we're allowing people to make better choices based off of data. And right. in today's environment, that's a very... 
um, easy thing for people to do because we all try to make better choices based off of data. So this is the data. If you don't think we should factor for something or you don't want to, we can simply change it, right? I can make inflation 10 or I can make it zero. Yep, totally. Whatever you would like to see. Totally. We also have, again, these are some factors that we have to measure over time. We can't control now because we don't have a crystal ball. We're saying that all of their money that will be saved, I'm sorry, has been saved and will be saved is going to make a 7% rate of return before retirement. And it's going to make a 4% rate of return after retirement. Again, I'm happy we adjust these for whatever the client would like, right? In this case, uh, Mr. and Mrs. Williams have agreed to these numbers. And so what we're going to do now is we're going to say show total income and it's going to put a red line on this graph. If the red line covers up the green line, Caleb, then there is a balance between what is being consumed and what is being saved. Okay. We can see that doing all the right things and retiring at 60 provides them about a 11 year period of retirement where they can continue to live the same lifestyle as they're living today. Okay. Yeah. Wow. That's a uh, pretty, pretty crazy. <laughs> Well, and, and, and one of the things here, so people say, well, my house will be paid off. My kids will be put through college. Oh, by the way, let's send the kids to college real quick. <laughs> I don't think that's, yikes. Yeah. So here, you're sending Matthew, Mark, Luke, John to college. So that gives us a four-year period of retirement if we want to provide those resources to our children. Mm -hmm. Right. And again, if we want to pay off the house, we can model that mathematically. If we want to pay or if we want to reduce our consumption because our kids are out of the house and they take a couple grand of the month that we don't think that we're going to be spending at the time, that's great. The human element says, though, that once we reach a standard of living, it's very difficult to come back from that standard of living. Right. And so as a result, would, would we like to have what we would call a failure model that we're chasing or would we like to have at least a minimum viable product that we're chasing? Mm -hmm. It's totally up to what the client wants. This, this tool just allows us to have a really nice dialogue and say, how do we get what we want? My mindset goes, number one, this could be terrifying because you're, you're looking at a family that's making good income, that's they're saving money, they got out of debt, they, have, they just have a mortgage and, and a minor van, okay, which I don't think makes a massive difference in the grand scheme of this whole model. And these people will run out after 70, which is pretty terrifying. Now, my mindset goes, why retire at 60? It's too, it's like, I, I just don't with how long people are living, like, would it be, what would happen if we got a side job or worked longer? What would happen? So there's, I, I know we're going to run through scenarios, but obviously this puts a bad taste in my mouth and terrifies me. I will, will, will say this, that the line drops after 71, it does drop. And that's an example of social security and your pension, right? Yeah. So a lot of people will go, oh man, there's no money. Caleb realized that this is not no money. Right. Right. The line drops because the, the model will keep, keep uh, spending money to keep up with what we're saying we're spending right now inflated out to age 100. Right. Remember, there's a pension, there's social security that continues right. all the way out. That is what you're seeing right, right. here. So $144,000 is not no money. It just spins very, very, very differently when right. we project out into the future and think of inflation. Yep. It, right? it shows you the power of the pension. Right. Well, again, even the name of this, the lifetime income process, what you're looking at is a lifetime spending plan for you and your family. Yep. What can we spend over the course of our lifetime based off of our behavior today? And again, this is behavior model. So- 
a couple things that we can start to think about is, well, I can, a lot of people go, well, I, I guess I'll just save more. Some people are like, I can't save more, but let's suppose for the moment that we could save more. I did the numbers earlier. This family would have to change their lifestyle by 30,000 gross dollars today, make 7% and 4% in order to have a $107,000 standard of living. Here's an interesting thing. I have a lot of people get very excited when they just know, especially younger people. And the power of knowing is half the battle, right? (laughs) When they go, oh, so what you're saying is, is if I live off $107,000 today, I'll have a better opportunity to do that for a longer period of time later. Great. I'm just happy to know that. Now I get to go figure out how to make that happen. The cool part is, is if we're saving 30,000, now we get the choice of what do we do with that? Do we invest in real estate? Do we start a business that we've always wanted to? Do we chase a higher rate of return? Do we, what is it that we do? Okay. But it gives us that option. So let's suppose for the moment that we don't want to save any more money. We would rather chase a higher rate of return. Well, I happen to know because I ran the numbers that you would need a 13% rate of return year after year after year for the next 23 years in order to make this happen. Now realize that there's a lot of factors in this, that when we work with with clients, we not only talk about money supply, but we also talk about what can I actually spend? Because the taxation of our dollars is something that we don't really know about in the future. So when we say an accumulation rate of return at 13%, that means I only have a net potential earnings rate of 10.14% based off of my federal tax bracket. If taxes go up, Caleb, which most people think that they will, let's say they're at a 35% tax bracket in the future, it changes everything. 13% every single year, about a down year. If you want to put your financial financial model in that scenario, go for it. Who are we to judge? But I'm telling you, you're going to live a very stressful life because one year doesn't do that throughout the model. Well, and we would have to take like cash reserves out of there because cash reserves are not going to make 13%. These people have set aside six months of cash reserves for a net spend. Yeah, Mind you, that net spend is going to go up each year because of inflation. So yep. I'll go ahead and wrap this up, Caleb. We're not trying to paint a picture of despair, but we're right. trying to say that knowing is half the battle. And a lot of the factors that you're just simply not told about and that you're not groomed to understand make a massive difference. Yep. And a lot of people, regardless of what they see, find this extremely freeing because now they can make decisions and have a model to be accountable to over a period of time. Can, can we look at, at at 60, they they reduce their standard of living by 25%. Sure. So let's say they're, they're living off of uh, 70. Well, so then, okay, that brings them out to 80. What happens... So well, let's go back. See, this is what I love about. So, so let me characterize what I just did real quick, Caleb. Okay. So uh, the a traditional mindset is, well, I'm not going to spend as much money in retirement. Right. Human behavior says you're going to have six Saturdays when you retire. <laughs> so you probably are going to spend more. Right. We should probably practice, first of all. Right. But if you want to model that, you want to model a reduction in mm-hmm. income or in, uh, in income, could we do that? Well, the answer is yes. Well, by dropping your income by 25%, so right here, taking it from 262 actual inflated dollars right. to 202. So you retire and have to take a $60,000 pay cut is what that means. Yep. Okay. 
in just overnight, $60,000 pay cut. That allows you to have that standard of living all the way out to about 79, okay? What if we had an increase in cost of medical as we got older? Yeah. Right? So let's put an inflationary factor that's higher later on in life. Yeah. Changes yep. everything. Yep. This is a dynamic model because when we change one factor, because it's ratios, it changes all the factors. Where my mindset goes, and I know we're using my name as an example, is like, listen, what, what would happen if he, well, Caleb in this scenario, picked up a side job or okay. worked? Let's just see what, what happens if I work another five years and yeah, let's, let's just see if I work another five years delay and delay retirement five years. So we're, it's a, almost like a double whammy, right? So we're working five more years and we're delaying retirement five, five years. And by the way, Better Wealth, we don't love the word retirement. I think I've made it very, <laughs> very clear that the definition of retirement is be taken out of service. You're not meant to just sit back and watch right. the, the news all day and worry. So it's like, right. by all means, we're not modeling any product, like we're not modeling any asset-based activity after someone retires, but the cool thing is we can play those scenarios. We also can play like the next thing I would attack. We could spend all day on this. Next thing I would attack <laughs> is look at your investments. Like if cash flow is the thing that matters, what could we right. be investing in that could maybe highlight cash flow? Because at the end of the day, our investments need to be translated into cash flow anyway. So can we what what happens if I uh, work five more years? Yeah, we'll have to change a couple of things. Would you like to still reduce your standard no, of living? I don't want to reduce my standard of living. Okay. I'm so cool with the 7%. That, what you're saying is that we would work five more years. Yep. And delay. Okay. Yeah. Delay uh, retirement. This is also assuming that April's going to work till 59. Let's yeah, let's, let's make her work a little bit longer. Even, even though in an ideal world, I would, I'd well, want so her to have to work. Of course. And, right. and so these are the things that information allows us to start thinking about. Right. You made a really, really powerful statement, Caleb. You said, well, I wouldn't want her to have to do that. Yep. And this is, where, this is where the dialogue starts to change. This is, this is not a needs-based model. So this is a wants-based yep. model, yep. right? When you, when you talk about needs-based planning, you don't need anything. You need food, water, clothing, and shelter. Your spending behavior says that you are consuming $137,000 a year. Do you need to consume $137,000 a year? This is why our message at Better Wealth of unlocking intentional living, the math allows us to get granular and assess our behavior. Yep. When we spend a dollar, do we really get the impact that it has 30, 40, 50 years from now, you, yeah. I, we met and you were saying at 19 years old, when you spend a dollar, you don't just lose that dollar. You lose what that dollar can do for you for the rest of your life. Lost opportunity cost is the most expensive thing that anybody on the planet deals right. with. Yep. What could I do had I not spent yep. that thing? Yep. And when you start to analyze your behaviors in light of what does this mean? And again, I'm, I spend money on experiences with my family. Yep. We spend spend money on lots of lots of different things. But whether it's Netflix or house, this allows us to assess the long term impact of those things. And where we're taking this, Caleb, is not focusing on a particular product within the financial market, but allowing people to have accountability based off of math so that they can assess their choices over time, put money on put money away and get on with the business of living. 
And that's so powerful because you can see it play out here. You're already, because your name is on this, <laughs> to go, well, what if I worked more? Yeah. Well, I don't want April to do that. Yeah. What if, what if I showed you a model where you die next year and your income goes away and I put your death benefit in there and April and Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John have to yeah. decide how to live after that? Yeah. It, Those are the types of things that, that unlock intentional living. It's really powerful to have conversations around modeling, around just, just showing you, just being a mirror of what, what's currently going on. We're, we're using assumptions. Taxes could go lower. Okay. They're not, yep. but they could. They're like, I could get a rate. Like, there's things that we can't see in the future, but we can take the data that we have today and project it and, sh and see what's going on. It's way better than what most people are doing. Most people, including business, like, we've not met very few people that know with certainty where they're at. Most people are just taking a dart, throwing it at the wall, and they're, they're basing their future on how they feel. So, right. the, the elections are done, you know, I may feel better or worse, but everything's based on a feeling, nothing's based off of data. Let's let's see what happens here. We're, we could talk all day long and <laughs> there goes our short episode uh, goal. So when we work longer, in this case, we have to change a, a few items. One, okay. I have your pension, uh, Caleb, coming in at 62. Okay. okay because that is when it can come in if you're going to retire a little bit earlier. It doesn't kick in fully until later. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to up that uh, to 65 as well. Okay. So you can see here so that I'm ending these incomes in year 64 of your life. You're Got retiring it. in the 65th year of your life. So if I bump this up a little bit, bring this back down, we get our numbers to match up. So okay. we've got our pension coming in. And I'd, I'd be willing to, because you're working a little bit longer, bump this pension up okay, cool. uh, just, just a slight bit. Let's, let's, oops, excuse me, let's call it 58,000 cool. just because you're putting in more yep. time. And again, I don't know what this number is. This is why knowing your numbers as a business or a family is so very important. Got it. Okay. So what we have now is you guys working out to age 65. Let's come back to our model. Reset everything. So there yeah. you go. Boom. Takes me out to age 80. This is where it's fun. Let me save $10,000 a year extra. Let's take a step back. Remember before when we retired at, in the 60th year of our life, yep. our model came out of balance at 71 years old. So yep. by working yep. another five years, okay, that reduced our retirement period by five years, but gave us balance by another, excuse me, eight years. Okay. So I got three years net balance yeah. <laughs> in retirement by working another five. So now there's a cost benefit analysis. Does that make sense? And you would like to save another $10,000 starting this year. Yep. And then here's what I'm going to say is at age 80, I want to reduce my standard of living by 25%. Okay. So, and go. again, I'm just, I'm just, I love this kind of stuff because I'm, I love playing scenarios, but you could make the argument. This has been made uh, by people out there that have written books and studies and that, you know, later in life you spend less. You could also make the argument that you're going to spend more because of medical. So the, the reality is 60 right. years out in the future, we have no clue. Um, and, and it's just really comforting to know that there's different, different assumptions that can be made. How do we want to land the plane here, Jeremy? Because this is this is fascinating. And yeah. I, I, a couple call to actions. Number one, if you're watching this or listening to this and going, okay, I am scared <laughs> or I'm curious or, hey, I want to like, I want to figure out where I'm at. 
go to betterwealth.com. That's like the best place to go. Check out, if you're watching this on YouTube, we're gonna have links down below. We, we do this thing called the financial x-ray. We do this for a reason to show people exactly what they're doing. We're, we're literally giving uh, the equivalent to a medical x-ray, but to your right. finances and, and showing you where, what, what's going on because it's hard to make, uh, be efficient or be better off. You don't even know where off, like where you're off in. Um, and so that's one of the reasons why we're doing the financial x-ray. And if you're an advisor watching this and wanting to learn how to take advantage and use a model in your practice, uh, check out the links below. We're, we're definitely helping people help others. Uh, and it's, it's cool to see that movement grow. Uh, I agree. I would go to betterwealth.com and I would schedule a clarity call. Um, that's going to be the very best way for us to begin the dialogue. And that is what it is. It is a dialogue. We are not going to pitch you, sell you, whatever the case. Uh, we, we literally want to know what is it that you want? What questions do you have? And let's, let's start that dialogue. This is very diagnose and prescribe. Let's see what's going on. If you don't know what you really, really want, then why in the world are you doing any of this? And because we care so deeply about that thing, that's pretty much where we stop <laughs> until you can, you can express and articulate, you know, I would really like to do these things. And then from there, we can move forward because this graph may not be correctly articulating what it is that you want. Right. If your desire uh, to, to, to live your life does not involve a $127,000 a year spend, that's fine. Let's model it and see if what you're doing today is going to get you what you want in the future. And then let's pair that with a strategy that's designed to help you move in that direction and maintain it and hold you help hold you accountable to it year after year after year. That's kind of the magic of all of this is the accountability piece that you can access through Better Wealth. So Caleb, as always, I'm super pumped to be here. I think that this, this message and this dialogue uh, have a lot of power and allow us to reach and unlock intentional living in many, many areas. I love it, man. Appreciate you coming on the show and ha having a dialogue and modeling a, a, a real life scenario, changing the names. I definitely learned about this and this fires me up to get, get the word out more. Thank you so much for listening to the Better Wealth Podcast. It would mean the world to me if you could hit subscribe, leave a review, and share this with the people that you know and love.